Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. Hitting the new year, hitting it off right, bringing it back with our first gaming episode of the year. We are embarking on a year-long journey with you, the beautiful listener. So we've thought, what better than to start it off with the game journey? But for real, we did it because it was short. (laughs) And because we're all trying to climb that mountain, man. Metaphorically, trying and to journey. for me, it's purely metaphorically. Never trying to, to, to climb an actual mountain. Miss me hey, with that. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt said to get over something mentally, you got to do something physically. Get over something physically. Do something physically challenging. So just think about that. The great, great, great Teddy Roosevelt. Sure. Sure thing. There's like uh, a, a part of me that would love to try mountain climbing to an extent but i just can't i don't have the ability to turn off my self-preservation enough to actually enjoy doing that activity to do something like a free free climbing you know that type of shit those guys fascinate climbing free climbing is insane those people uh those people have no will to live Uh, yeah yeah, that's how i think they yearn they yearn for death yes which you know respect yeah i mean gotta give it to him if you're trying to like get into it though there is a there is like a sub niche of it that i of that hobby that i just learned about a while ago i think they call it bouldering bouldering yes. yeah yeah yes. where yes. it's like you're free climbing it's, ba- it's and, basically like super hiking but it's like no it's like you're you're climbing these weird ass you know they're big boulders but you're basically you're never more than like you know 10, Ten feet, feet off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you break a leg. You don't or like die. A, sp- a sprained <laughs> ankle is probably yeah. like the, the biggest risk there, unless you yeah. got brittle bones. Yeah. So yeah, I've they... done for Boy Scouts both self belay and buddy belay <laughs> on um on an actual cliff face. Belay who was on. your bu- who was your buddy belay in that? <laughs> uh you're asking We're gonna me get to closer and random closer. names from Boy Scout camp like <laughs> we're, digging, we're digging further into the lore of, 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 of Matt's childhood. Maybe Rico of Matt's Boy Scout childhood. <laughs> Maybe Joe. Leon making more of a uh a sexual predator joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. We know. Listeners, listen, <laughs> listeners, li- listeners will know. We'll, uh, you know, yeah, we're 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 digging away at there. We'll get there eventually. Ch- chipping, <laughs> it's it's our journey. Uh-huh. You'll but come for, along with us. But no, if, if you want to go rock climbing, just go to a climbing wall, and uh, do it in a safe, enclosed environment where yeah, it's controlled. I and I did that. I the... did that once, and the the harnesses. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get testicular torsion from <laughs> from those harnesses. So yeah, never again. Not not happening. Uh, but for real, we we chose journey. I mean, there is there is it was a joke, but like kind of not really. Like we we chose it because it's a you know really interesting, really interesting game. But it is you know it is short. It's nice and it's nice and sweet. Wow uh you know it's actually one of the best parts about it yeah we're coming off the holidays so we we didn't have we couldn't like you know ask people to to dedicate a whole bunch of time but like yeah it's one of its it's one of its strengths in my opinion is that it's it's so uh, because a a game that plays like this would overstay its welcome anything Mm -hmm. over two and a half three hours i think because it's really meant to be a one sitting game and once you start to stretch how long that one sitting is you're cutting off how many people can do 
one sit down and finish it. You're also cutting off circulation to your lower body. Um, the uh, gotta move around, people. Yeah, how how long... you get those active stools? Is that what they call them? <clears throat> Where they you're in like the half, like three quarter kneel position? Oh yeah. Uh, that just reminds me of a of a scrub joke when when Turk and Carla get married and she moves in officially and redecorates and gets those kind of stools and uh and JD is trapped in them and can't get I can't get out. It's like a bear trap that just you know tips over. I was gonna uh, ask if Matt was ever in a three quarter kneeling uh position in the boys go. <laughs> they had to had to build one of those one of those yeah. for his, his woodworking shop. That was a badge. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to say a jazzercise ball. (laughs) (laughs) How, uh, so how long did, did, uh, that's a good jumping off point. How long did each of your, your playthroughs go? Mine, mine was, I looked at it as I was wrapping up stream because I played mine on, on Twitch and I was like pretty much exactly at the two hour mark when it all wrapped up. It was like an hour and 58, I think. Which makes sense when you think about it, because A, you didn't know what you were doing, and B, you didn't have a partner there, which kind of helps you know what you're doing. Yeah, you can have somebody chirping at you, telling you, this way, this way, dumbass. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, because you probably, Andrew, you probably killed a solid, like, 15 minutes in that first area, just... Yeah, just you know, I mean, but like you know, doing doing you, you know, you're you're exploring, you're figuring it out because yeah. you know, at that point, you know, you don't know how how limited the control scheme is. You don't know how, you know, how core the, there's also the actual a decent mechanics. amount of symbols you can get out there, mm. which if you explore a lot helps for later when you get hit over and over and over and over and over again and have no yeah, scarf I, left. I, I like, probably could have benefited from that. <laughs> yeah, probably killed ten minutes there too. Yeah, Andrew absolutely scarfless <laughs> at one point. I finished scarfless. I, I completed the game scarfless. <laughs> we found. I like the po- I like the exact die. point in time where we thought you were soft locked. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like I was like, no way you're soft locked. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, and yeah. I was watching. I was like, is he not capable of getting over that railing? Like, can he not make no, that just jump? With with the ethos of this game's design, you know, there's no way that they're you know. That they're gonna, you know, literally do a, a skill issue, get good type of thing. You know, there, yeah. there's no way they would they would implement that kind of barrier. Get all the I, way there, and you can't finish. You got to start over. More <laughs> and like half the time, it it like may it scripts the jump. You know, like you don't even have to do a jump. It just if you're close enough to it and it's of a certain height, which I think that railing was, he could have just. Just float, over it, it just was, floated over yeah yeah it was yeah. Just, just landing in the wrong spot on his descent and then just boop. yeah uh, that that sequence um that that was a blow to my confidence as a gamer if i'm being perfectly <laughs> honest <laughs> and do you know what the worst part is i'm just gonna keep raining it down on you that was our <laughs> max viewers we had eight people watching at that point in time <laughs> good it's good content watch me fail miserably like I can't do a thing that this is that's for babies. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to clip that. Uh, Matt, you played it on Steam Deck, right? Yep. So for my Steam Deck playthrough, it was a, a tight like 136, I think was the final. Nice. Uh 
and it was mostly aided by the fact that a i've played it before and b um i got the i had a partner from the like the very first area to the end essentially that's awesome um that I, I played the whole way through with and we we were doing the happy beat boops we were <laughs> we, we were finding secrets together we were doing we were doing all the fun stuff so uh i i want to jump in right there because i actually played some this morning and i did get a partner and i got to the the ability to sing for each other makes traversal just like yes. so much better yep and i like whole- so- can you like refill each other's each other's scarves at that point yeah you could just keep singing and you just can fly around essentially if you do it in tandem beautiful so i was when i was playing i had a guy like really far off in the distance and actually i think in your game i saw a guy at one point that we missed but he he did he did have one person join on the end screen it said but he never saw him i i saw him flash by it was in a um one of like the hallway cutscenes when you're going into a new area, he like flashed by right as you were going through the new area and then he just disappeared. But one thing I noticed was even if they're really far off, you'll see when they're Yeah, this terrifying. the screen lights up in the direction I, of where they are. Yeah, and I wonder if we missed uh some from him. No, there's just the, the one joined. No, that yeah, but I'm that one when, guy. When you have a partner join, um, the screen will have a light area, depending yeah. that you'll have to turn your camera to that direction to find them. For but me, that's it... yeah, a tight hour thirty six. I think my first playthrough on PS4 was something like an hour forty five or thereabouts. That's right. That's right. Where mine was, mine was about an hour and forty, hour forty five. I just like I found the whole thing so intuitive. It was, you know, a, you know, there's the gameplay. Again, I mean, the game is so the game simple. Always so points you to where you need to go. Yeah. Whenever you enter an area, it says, "Hey, look, there's the mountain." Yeah, there's some really good, you know, yeah, visual cues for a a wordless game, you know. And I had honestly forgotten that they do actually, I guess, give you a little bit of tutorializing, a little bit of prompting. In that opening stage where you get the little controllers thing, yep. and it yep. tells you button. I almost wish that they didn't do that. I wish that it was yeah. just completely because you know when I first started, when I first booted it up, I'm pressing every button. Right. You know, I was like, what's 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 this do? What's this do? What's this do? And do you realize? Okay, only I only I only have two buttons. <laughs> I mean, know? the only the only thing there would be that you wouldn't get anything out of the A button until you get to that first set of fabric creatures. Oh. Well, you still, um, your scars. You would still... need something to notify them that now you can use that button. But see, I was chirping. I was just chirping all the time. I was just chirping at everything. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, that's I was like, it, I was like it, why am I chirping? You... What does it do? If you hit A though, before you get to those guys, your scarf still like lights up a bit, like it faintly, t- and like you do a little jump, and so it does show you like what it will later do. Um, you just can't use it properly. So my playthrough will be two D. To- to be determined because i thought we were recording at 11 30 and i had enough time to but i i watched andrews so um what uh initial opinions and thoughts 
you know, let's not get very, very deep into it because I do have some some backstory and discussion about its production that I want to get through because it's an interesting story and a journey of its own from, you know, inception to uh, you mean actually Abzu? getting out there. Yeah. My, uh, my initial thoughts is this is a, a looting game. <laughs> a looting game. You pick up the scarf things. You're looting for the uh, the scarfs that help you fly. There's all the secrets to uncover with your cherubs. It's a looting game. And no. a very rewarding looting game because it's only, you know, two hours max. And there's a good amount of shit to be, like, discovering even on that, you know, short linear path. All the best games have a, have a you know, the strength of a game is determined by its looting mechanics. <laughs> yeah, it, it's loot to playtime ratio yeah pretty and, off you know, pretty off the charts right there yeah very rewarding keeps my attention and i just have a linear path of a, a mountain that's just like hey this is where you're going don't forget mm -hmm. yeah i mean the fact that the mountain right is direction. so big and looming is what allows you to go looting off to the side because you just yep. spin your camera around for a little bit and then boom mountain okay i'm yep. going back that way yeah, there's that one area where it's like really kind of the open desert where you think you kind of could get lost, but it does again do a really good job of of the fabric very, creatures of, also yeah, direct you. Yeah, it's very yep. subtly moving you in the right way with your little with your little dolphin, your, your little fabric dolphin guys. Think they're all sharks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nope. Sharks versus whales, the ultimate battle. I mean, I would go shark over dolphin because dolphins get all rapey. <laughs> the sharks are just, they're, they're directional. They're going to one spot. The blood in the water, the mountain. Nah, it's, the the real... it's the vocalizations for me. It's like, those are dolphins and that's a big whale. No, the real tail is the, is the tail fin. Sharks have the vertical tail fin. Whales, dolphins have the horizontal tail fin. Yeah, I, I think, think they all had, and they all had, none of them had, none of them, none of them yeah. had the vertical side right. to side. Maybe what's, they were swimming what's, what's, on their what's side. What's getting you is the, is the hammerhead look. Yeah, it. they do have a hammerhead. They do have a hammerhead. They're hammerhead whales. It's a new breed. Fair enough. They're, they're, <laughs> James Cameron's going to activate them through the <laughs> world. They're going to start attacking boats. They're going to come through the portal. They already have the tails to breed. They do. They do have a little bit of an avatarish. Uh, I mean, they're going to start attack. They're going to start attacking the constructs. You know, you saw them being, you know, captured and used as a Artists power do. source. Yeah. yeah, they're going to rise up. What we're doing to the ocean? Mm -hmm. Hashtag resistance. So my my initial thoughts are just like I found the economy of this game is just they are so efficient in. In, in an incredible way um, in how they progress the story, the controls, and to do that while still making it an enjoyable experience is, I think, just a pretty strong testament. To have gameplay that simple and yet still be so engaging is really a challenge and a testament to their... Yeah, their critical eye for what is important and right. what is going to draw in, you know, the human eye. And 
I'll just start it off by saying that I find this to be a very human game, both in terms of its story and in terms of its uh, its you know mechanical perspective. I think it's 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 about you know being human. That's what the journey is. Mm. Um, but really, what stick what sticks out to me, you know, this is a vibes game. The music 100%. is the music is immaculate. Throughout. The music's incredible. There, I don't, I, I, I don't think, in my experience, I've had a better lean back game. And I said that on stream, and it is just, it is perfect from a lean back game perspective. I actually think the thing that this game does uh, for me as a lean back game better than the one that Ben likes to make fun of me for considering related to this game, Abzu. <laughs> No, it is related. It is it is a spiritual successor. It's just not done. But you know, the art director is the guy who made Abzu. You know, it's there. The the DNA is there. The story just, is so similar. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, so absolutely. But no, it's not the but same studio. The biggest difference for me is that Abzu is the ocean, and the ocean is scary as fuck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like the the sands are just so much calmer to me and more relaxing. Then swimming through the deep ocean. That is just not it. Keeps me on edge. When Mr. Shark comes through the first couple times. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, it took me a while playing Abzu to, you know, to let my guard down a little bit. And then I got blown up by a mine, <laughs> by, by, by a sea mine. Uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, there's you know maybe we'll talk about Abzu some other time. Uh, although it's part Let's of the just do Abzu uh, cocoon <laughs> it's, short games all year. It's part of the you know the discussion of you know what happened to the studio here. It's you know it's you know it's proof that you know the Abzu is proof that in the formation of Giant Squid Studio, the people who made Abzu, you know, it's proof that you know the making of this game was not a simple thing and is you know had a lot of um a lot of drama a lot of uh a lot of problems um but first let's just let's just get this out of the way that this game not developed by giant squid the developers of abzu this is developed by that game company it was the third in a three game contract with uh sony computer entertainment published in March 2012 for the PS3. It is, this is, this is a, a game that's over a decade old and still, you know, holds up very, very well and still has a, a dedicated fan base. And, you know, you'll find this game on probably every, you know, best, best game of the century type list. I mean, uh, I noticed the dedicated fan base when you were streaming it. We right. had, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we, we, we just had become viewers, journey speedrunners. Chatter. So th this game was, uh, you know, so that game company at the time was a very, very small studio. It was like seven people at its start, at the at the start of making Journey. They had made two games at that point. One of them had been part of like a master's project that the the two kind of leads and and studio founders 
um, who are Genova Chen, who who was the direct the game director for Journey. Uh, it was Genova Chen and uh, Kelly Santiago, who I think by the time of Journey had taken a step back from a producer role and was just like you know leading the company as a company. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, they had they had you know made their first game as part of like their master's thesis and it got the attention of some people and they you know used it to ink this deal with sony and eventually brought it to um i think that yeah it was all still during the ps3 era so their first two games flow and flower um were followed by journey which was originally meant to be developed in one year that was like the start of the problem there. But before we get into the, the drama, I, I found this this bit interesting. Like, where do you think the inspiration, the original, the original uh, you know, seed of of innovation came for this game? What was what was the what was the genesis? What was the the start point for the journey? Hmm. Walking to class, gonna go abstract with it. <laughs> that that's not a bad guess. Believe it or not, it came as a response to Zynga's smash hit Facebook game Farmville. <laughs> it was what? entirely a reaction to Farmville. Farm. So Genova Chan, the the found one, the co-founder of the studio and director of Journey. Uh, you know, describes his inspiration coming as, you know, the just the unbridled hatred and reaction to Farmville. And it was in particular to the response of Facebook's CFO at the time, who made this statement about, you know, just, you know, jacking themselves off about the, you know, the crazy success of Farmville. Uh, so this guy gave an, you know, an industry talk proclaiming, quote, the future of gaming is social. And he urged mm -hmm. all all indie devs to quit their passion projects and join up with them. Mm -hmm. So Chen, no, uh, <laughs> Chen responded. Everybody was pissed. I felt their anger too. <laughs> I was like, "Who are you? How can you say that you? How can you say that you define social games?" Uh, for him, social meant you know an emotional emotional connection between people, not just quote trading vegetables with someone on Farmville. Yeah, not just capital. The, the emotional connection you got on Farmville was the hatred you gained <laughs> for the people on Facebook that played Farmville and would spam you with those requests so they could get their uh, yeah get get their next batch of so their crop uh, farm yeah whatever you know, grew the faster. <laughs> My uh, I think it was later down in its lifespan because it was by the time that obviously our generation had moved beyond Facebook. Um, but my mentally ill grandmother loved playing Farmville. Amazing. So see what that what, the, what that I mean, says about I'm your, just gonna, your social I'm just going to be honest there. That's better than what a lot of old people fall into, which is the yeah. slots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that most of those old people probably have access to Journey now because it was released for iOS. Yeah, it's, that's that's a baffling bit about uh, about this studio's kind of uh its lifespan in that like they're like highly critical of mobile games and the 
the general popular trends of the gaming industry. And you can see Chen in particular is largely quite bitter about a lot of these, a lot of these things and what it does to kind of his, his uh, interpretation of how the industry is viewed by kind of outsiders. Um, yet all their games are, you know, available on iOS. Like sure. Most of them reported, but their, their most recent game what is it called? I have it here. Sky, Children of the Light. Um, Children of the Corn. Was originally an iOS exclusive. Oh, that was them too? Didn't yeah. know that. It was originally an iOS exclusive. Um, eventually, down the road, it it became it was released for PS4, Switch. It's everywhere. Wait, it's everywhere. Journey's now. not on Switch, which is kind of crazy. No, no yeah. Uh, yeah, the, Sky is the only one that's on Switch. The only one of their games that's on Switch. Um, this is a perfect Switch game to me. But, all their game if you like look on their wikipedia page it shows uh where oh i okay i guess i'm i was incorrect there. i was going to say ios is the only place where you can get all of their games but no you can get all of them on ps4 um you can't play flow the first game on ios and you can now play every one of them on windows so okay no take, android yeah i, I, take, I remember getting no sky is the only flow one on flower. android uh, journey flow flower package on ps4 for like five bucks or something like that what are are flow and flower worth playing mm, never played them they were part of the they were part of a three game deal for five dollars and i played journey sure fun with it sure uh yeah so you know they've got a complicated relationship with mobile gaming and the the franchise as a whole i mean don't we all yeah i think i think mobile gaming is everyone's uh like devil on their shoulder you go to sit down to poop you're you're holding your phone in your hand it's like hey candy crush could be right there in a second you could be you could be slanging candy i did i myself did go through a uh, a slight phase last year of playing marvel snap a lot (laughs) Uh, but i I stopped i i was i went on a really really long losing streak so i was just like meh not having fun anymore let's uh, let's put it it kind of makes sense to me you know i i don't know about the other games because obviously i haven't played them but journey to put it on ios kind of is in line with the like social aspect of gaming and you know that this company wanted to uh you know change the 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 way we thought about it um it is very much kind of a liberal sense of like oh i'm gonna change it from the inside yeah and like i'm gonna reach the most amount of people this way and you know uh, they have access to the game. Yeah, because you know, I mean, to the at, most people at, at least the yeah. iOS version, you know, doesn't have microtransactions and shit in it. You know, yeah. it's it still yeah, is. Just, you could buy a scarf. Yeah, it still <laughs> yeah. is just Journey, but you know, on an iPad. Yeah, they, they build in that soft lock at the end if you run out of scarf <laughs> with, a, with an automated prompt that comes up that says, "Looks like you're out of scarf." Uh, Five ninety nine scarf package gets you full scarf plus full energy for next time. Full right, scarf. So, so the game itself began production in two thousand nine, and like I said, Sony originally expected the game to be completed in a, in one year. And obviously, I've already That's said crazy. I've already said the game came out in twenty twelve. So we know that didn't happen. The uh, you know, the original team of seven members, you know, could never meet that deadline. And even when they expanded to 18, 
employees, it still took them that three years to complete. The the overall development was you hear lots of reports, and there's quite a like a well documented uh, history of the tumultuous development experience that basically killed the studio, um, both you know morally and financially. Um, but yeah, the 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 development of you know going from these like constant shifting, extending deadlines caused a whole bunch of friction amongst the staff. You hear you have one of the the producers who came on for Journey. You know she has some extensive quotes saying, you know, we were addicted to the just in time extensions. They're poor at extracting realistic individual estimate estimations and people failed to confront the true costs of just in time changes to the game. Managing a task list is a drag. And if you're used to working on a team with three to five people, the amount of communication you need to do to keep uh, designers and artists motivated and this on and on the same page with you is really frustrating. It can feel like a straitjacket. So it's like no, nothing brings me back to the late two thousands more than hearing drag. What a drag, man! They, you know, just like we're we're constantly, you know, fighting against their own culture of being, you know, a small independent studio, yet basically, yeah. you know, again tied to the biggest publisher in the world at the time or you know one of the one of the top three at least uh and what those expectations were um and part of that what they were saying uh like unable to like realistically assess timelines like that is a, a difficult part of project management in many fields um one of those things especially going from mom and pop to sony level it's it's one of those things that like you'll see growing pains a lot when you're trying to yeah. grow like that and like and, adjust how your pipeline and, works. And when you're that small of a studio, you know, the, those those starting seven people, they're basically they're they're all artists, you know? Yeah. They're not managers. Yeah. You know, so they have very poor management styles. Yes. Uh so you know, makes sense. Um, and so one thing I read is like so I feel like they were definitely crunching. For a while but they at one point they you know they they kept hitting these walls of okay we got to keep extending um extending these these uh these deadlines and i feel like they they hit a certain point where yeah maybe they had been doing some crunch some it sounded like they were doing they you hear discussions of overtime but they don't necessarily talk about forced overtime or anything like that but they eventually went to a point where they they reduced overall overtime uh, to ward against burnout, which you know a good management decision for yeah. sure. If if anything, it probably came too late in its cycle. Um, it's another event- thing that you can struggle with when you're small is that you can feel more responsible and like you need to take that extra overtime to keep the project moving and to keep it on track because it's. You know, it's your passion project. It's your work of heart and love. And, you know, as an artist, you always want to put everything you have into it, which can be a, a defeating cycle sometimes. You see that on a lot of forms of art. And that there's another quote here that's like kind of speaks to that, that that was a big problem for them. It was like, you know, the in any creative effort, you have to, you know, the phrase is always like, uh, you know, don't be afraid to kill your darlings. You know, yeah. you, you can't get too attached to, your you know your favorite idea they say something like you know we had eyes that were much bigger than our stomachs 
you know, we were attached to these features and ideas and were unwilling to expand the team or the process and made them feasible. Uh, so it just ended up being very costly because then they had to cut them down the road and it just cost them time, goodwill. They could have gone elsewhere and yeah, yeah. all the and yeah, so like, you know, there were a lot of people who were just, you know, burnt who still did suffer from burnout. And you had one there's like one story of the 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 art director, the guy who he said who did leave the studio eventually after journey completed to form uh giant squid. Uh he like came to work one day. Uh there was a fight going on between two two of the members and he just like quit on the spot and walked out and it's like, I'm not doing this. And, and the, the producer, the other co-founder, like had to, had to run him down on the street and like beg him to come back. And, <laughs> and eventually not they, good. no, not good at all. Not good. <laughs> um, I mean, I can, I can only speak for myself there, but there's only been a couple times in my professional career where I've gotten to like a mental slash emotional state where I've been at that point where it's like, it happens today. I'm just leaving. Fuck it. Yeah. The and so them them you know reducing their overtime and still dealing with, uh you know the these high expectations, eventually led to them uh the company being driven to bankruptcy in its final months. Nice. Uh, Genova Chen, the director, and many other devs went without pay for some time to get it over the finish line. And it's the overall production was considered by most of the team to have been deeply flawed uh, and, you know, citing lack of communication and strong management. And the, the result was it basically killed the studio as almost every key person left. Um, the, it, the studio was revived in 2019 for that, uh, for the iOS game, Sky Children of the Light, but only a few of, of those original team members returned and i i've mentioned him as well yeah the art director matt nava uh you know just was like nope not doing this again <laughs> and went on to I'm create, gonna go make a cool game about swimming through the water yeah with shark friend that one you can't deny is is a shark so yeah. how much you want to bet that was one of the fights right it's <laughs> <laughs> like is is this a whale? Is this a shark? It's a fucking shark, man. <laughs> I'm the art director. I say it's a fucking shark. I'm going to go make my own studio and you'll all see the shark is cooler. Yeah. So that, that, uh, I, I, I would bet good money that that was one of those fights. Uh, the game, however, was met with universal acclaim when it came, you know, it's like I said earlier, it's on like every best of list. It's it was it was a it was a banger. It was a smash hit for sure. Became the fastest selling game on the PlayStation Network on PSN up until that point. Cause that was still before digital media, you know, had fully taken over. That was also point out a key point in time where PSN was fully free. Yeah, that's cool. Wait, uh, hold up. Were these games released physically? No. At I don't all? think so. No, released on the PSN only. I'm, yeah, that's what I thought. Not, not to be. I mean, I love my physical media, but a game this small, yeah, kind would, of would uh, kind of a waste for the. Yeah. You know, think of also the literally like the plastic waste. Yeah, involved. That, that's involved for that. You know, I don't. I don't hate that decision, particularly back in 2012. You know, you couldn't see our cursed yeah. future. 
at that point. So plenty, plenty of people could, but yeah, they, they but, were. I don't know. Yeah, I don't they were laughed at, and they yeah. had they had South Park episodes made about them, where uh, <laughs> with mythical man bear pigs. Yeah. Uh. So the game was nominated for several Game of the Year awards, and I think most impressively, the score was nominated for best score soundtrack for visual media at the Grammys. Although fuck the Grammys, but still, <laughs> you know, it's it's cool to see you know a game getting yeah. recognized outside of you know. Because I think at at that point was it still the Spike TV Game Awards? Yes, some something around Maybe. there. Yes, it, it, it disappeared. It's like it's like when, that. when did Spike yeah. die? I when did Spike TV somewhere die? right around then? I got Maybe. this. I think it's like 2015 ish. Wow, that's later than you thought. Yeah, that would be later than I thought too. But that might be right. That would be the latest. I would. They, they they kept it alive for a little bit. But, like, what I find interesting is just all of their games were pretty hugely successful for especially what this company was. The Flow was also the number one downloaded game. Again, it's early in that sort of life cycle of digital downloads, but it was the number one downloaded game for the year it was released to. How long do you think it took to download that game in 2006? <laughs> On your PS3 over Wi-Fi? Uh, Probably a couple last, hours. The, the, last, the last thing I'll throw out there before we really kind of open it up to everybody's thoughts. Like TV died in 2017. Ooh, it was even wow. later. Wow. They had uh, gone through a rebrand for a couple of years. Right. Uh... Okay, so when, when asked about Journey's influence on the wider gaming landscape, um, Chen offers an extended music metaphor. He says, quote, If you want an orchestra to move people, then every instrument has to perform the same piece of music. Every element contributes to the storytelling. And what we learned is that the interactivity is the soloist. It's the lead of the orchestra in gaming. A lot of games in the past have told emotional stories, Final Fantasy, for example, but they relied on traditional media. I love it, but the moving part, the part where you cry, is when you watch the cutscenes. At that moment, what really touched you is cinema, not games. Hmm. That that was a like, oh, mic drop moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, I think he's he's you know. Not that this game doesn't have emotional cutscenes. Um, granted, these cutscenes last for like thirty exactly. seconds at most. Um, but yeah, so much of the emotional moments, like one of my standout moments, and I pointed it out on Andrew's stream, is that it's during the probably my favorite level, the sand surfing, the real sand surfing one, where you're just yes. moving, 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 slaloming. Yeah, and when you yeah, I loved going through the gates. Um, but uh, it's when you go through that when it changes perspective to like the almost like the side scrolling bit, and you're going yes. through this this tunnel, and you see the sun setting, and it's you know you get this feeling of like you know you're at this kind of inflection point in the journey. Things are changing, um, and it's this kind of this last touch of beauty in a you know in a in a world in a life that is that is waning that is on that is that is outgoing and it's just I mean, like I really speak, kind of 
hits you in that moment. And that's, that's, you're, you're still moving around. You're still moving your little guy. You know, it's like you are being interactive at that point at one of its highest emotional peaks. And it's like, fuck, you know, not a lot of games do that. Having, having had one main comrade follow through the, the playthrough, when you get to the mountain, um, the interactivity of like huddling together to warm each other so you can move and sing more. Uh, and like uh, when you get to the wind section, when I got there, you know, I hid behind the first pillar and he tried to go ahead. And as he got blown back, you know, like I, I, I sung to him. I was like, you know, like, when like you see together. your companion blown off, blown off the edge, and you think he's dead for the first second, no, no, Lo Siento uh, Wilson, real heads, no. But uh, just the way that you you get to the mountain and watching Andrew play solo, the felt so much more desolate, right? Yes, uh, and isolated. Where my journey through with my partner felt much more, um hopeful yeah ho- hopeful is a good term for it i was trying i'm not i'm not good with the words <laughs> i don't speak english very good i think it just no. like for me the individual is just it's such a it 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 is it's not physical but like it, it is colder it is a colder experience for you because you're used to right? that all of your movement being able to jump and sing and beep boop 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 but no, you get up there and everything's frozen. Everything's painful. Everything's sad. I enjoy that there's no, you know, like other than the scarves as an NPC, it, it really is just you and then the potential companions that are inhabiting this world. And it, it you know, that really, I think having the companion versus doing it solo really changes how someone could uh, experience that journey and like, you know, not only the physical gaming way, but the emotional aspect of it. Like there, you are so completely alone other than these scarves. If you don't have a companion, um, you have to weather the journey by yourself, rely on only your own skills. Whereas, you know, a, a companion you have, you know, obviously that, that assistance there, um, only not only in the game mechanics but you know emotionally as well as like yeah, a, a it's support. it's very emotionally uplifting to have another person going through it with you yeah and to be able to to navigate it together and so i really like that you you can run into the the possibility of having to do the whole thing by yourself that they don't like they don't see oh you get to the the frozen computer generated and, and here let's throw up. let's let's throw you an npc yeah. It was like, because for me, when I went into playing this game, for me, that it was now months ago. And it was, you know, before we ever had any intention of covering it on the podcast. And it was just like, I was looking for something to fill some time between releases, or I only had like a couple hours to play something. So I, you know, I'd seen that it was on my list. I didn't like read anything about it. I didn't know about this kind of social interactive element. Um, so I like thought it was an NPC. I'd like, cause I only got my companion or at least noticed a, a someone else when I got to the mountaintop. <clears throat> so I thought it was, I thought it was an NPC. I thought it was just, you know, someone to, you know, basically it was someone to show me the way it was like, it was, it was meant to be, you know, more symbolic of like, 
you've come to this you know truly you know yeah you're through a fuck you're going through a fucking desert but it's when you get to the the snow that you've come to this like you know to utter desolation you're seeing the gravestones of other other journeyers other journeymen and women uh you know littering the (laughs) landscape so it's like when you're at your lowest it brings you somebody to lift you back up at these like even mechanically most difficult spots and i love i love that like you don't you know you don't see somebody's fucking gamer tag Mm-hmm. um you, know, you don't you don't see like gay yeah. hitler 69 over <laughs> you know hovering over someone's the flash, head the um, flash. and it's like you don't know until the end who it was that that yeah. uh you know was part of your journey and it was really kind of a touching moment in the credits to realize just like yeah that there was a real person there as well to well, i think you know other than your experience of not knowing it just like the that it's a another person like the fact that it, there is another person there you have no you know clue about them you just know that they're on this journey with you mm-hmm. i think that's a really human uh you know that that shows the humanity of this game that it it doesn't matter it's you know we're all humans on this journey together we're here to assist each other no matter who you are maybe you are gay hitler 69 yeah. on the other end of that you know the that connection but it doesn't matter for that moment because you are a human going through or you know whatever the character is you know the the scarf lady um going through this scarf this person journey, you know the this uh scarf you know, thing. is in it and you know i think it it is interesting that you know, you aren't necessarily suffering the the person, you know, the the character that you're playing, um, but they're the life around you is suffering. You know, it, it shows that you know life. All, all is the suffering. fabric up there is frozen and dead and lifeless, <laughs> and you could yeah, chirp at it trapped. to try to bring it back to life, and it just freezes right away. Yeah, yeah but even in the sand, like it's trapped. Um, you're you know releasing it. There is people or you know the scarves suffering. Um, but it like shows that the journey of life is suffering until you get to that point of enlightenment uh, at the end when you know you and then you fly over it all suffering. because nothing matters anymore and you're a shooting star. All right, so here's my question for you: Shooting all. stars mean? Um, do you think you actually make it to the top? No, I think you die. I think that that moment when I think you, that's yeah when you collapse Nirvana you, you die. The the sense of uh, enlightenment upon death. It's that you I mean, you don't actually reach the you know, you don't actually you don't get the happy ending you know you don't actually reach the, you don't actually reach your goal and it's it's the proof of again why the name of the game is journey and not the mountaintop or something like that it's the classic adage you know it's not a it's not about the destination you know it's about it's about the journey you take to get there and it's that's where we're deriving the story and the meaning is from everything that takes you from that that starting point when you stand up on the first sand dune to when you fall face down in the snow dead cold and alone and it's this yeah the this 
yeah, it's probably it's like it's the flash of DMT hitting the brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like if you, you know, because it's like at that point, it's like you've unlocked your, your you know, Andrew's experience was, you know, proof <laughs> of this. He's literally scarfless. No, no companion, nothing, nothing. no <laughs> super scarf. And then, and then the scarf just, you know, is so long and you can fly basically if you do it correctly from that Infinitely. point, you can fly without ever touching the ground. If you do it correctly, um, there's enough things, you yep. know, sporadic through that you can keep recharging and never hit the ground again. And it's, uh, yeah and so yeah it's just it's proof that yeah it's just it's not about that end goal it's about what you do along the way that matters so this is my interpretation back with my buddhist analogy so and i i do think i would assume there's some sort of influence there um but i don't think it's necessarily that you die at the end i think it matters uh a few things one if you come back to the get the game if you come back to the game, you've died and you've just redone the the reincarnation, the cycle of reincarnation. You're you're back at the start at suffering. You're releasing the suffering. You're doing the the journey of life again. If you walk, you never do the game again. You've reached the point of enlightenment, which to your point isn't the mountaintop. It isn't like getting the things that you want. The like attachment of whatever you know the mountaintop represents for you in some material sense um it's the actual i think we all know what the mountaintop means to people it's pretty distinct there it's got two peaks with a split down the middle (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point you've reached release in more ways than one yeah yeah where's the the real labia mod for that Um, (laughs) but uh yeah so it's like um it's the the negation that's important the negation of suffering on this journey not reaching those material needs or that material like goal of yours of reaching the mountaintop it's you know releasing these uh these fabrics these scarves that are suffering it's unconditionally loving the companion that's with you and supporting them on the journey as well um you know it's proof that uh you know the speed running and challenge community that we were introduced to in Andrew's stream um, are, are sickos who will never reach Nirvana. Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah. They are trapped in a they are trapped in a prison of their own making. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm always forgetting God damn it, that there are dedicated communities on Twitch to every game, no matter how big or small. That is pretty amazing. So I do actually have a question for the people that completed it with the companion. Is your companion then with you through all of those end scenes? Or is that part individual? No, you die on the mountain together, but you're individual after that. You are individual after that? Okay. Yeah, my I, I lost track of mine at that point. I only had them in the, you know, the, the wind section. Okay. That was, yeah. that was where you, I You get up, my experience was you get up to the top right where you start to just slowly slow down and the camera starts to like fog out a little bit. You lose track of your partner in that, that moment. Okay. I know for a fact in, in, I don't, I don't know about that, that stage, but I know from every other stage, it's, that is where you would lose, lose a companion. If one of you crosses the threshold to the next zone, 
ahead of the other one, you get disconnected. Um, you have to do it together in order to keep going through the whole thing. And so, yeah, I mean, but I saw Matt got the achievement of doing the whole game with the same companion through the whole thing. The so, yeah. I think the achievement's for 80% or more. Okay. So maybe you do, because I because I, I, I did have one, I had one companion different in the first area. But we, we built the bridges together, and then I went to go get a symbol, and he just fucked off and left me alone. And then in the next area, I got a new companion, and he was a real homie. So I had a bunch, uh, I had a, some other questions here to ask, but we've kind of like t- touched on a good amount of them, like, uh, you know, discussion of the multiplayer elements. Um, did we play in one sitting? Uh, we basically know that for those of us that have finished, we did. Um, stripping can away. Even, wait, can you, can you save it? Can you even, I don't think you can. I don't know. Mike, you'll figure that out. Yeah. There's level selection, but I don't think you can. All right, then that count, that that counts well enough. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, if there's level selection, that's good enough. Um, but you know, stripping away the you know the story, the the vibes, you know, our interpretations of things, mechanically speaking, how'd you how'd you guys feel about this? You know, it's it's almost entirely like passive gameplay there's very little you're actively doing you know besides just chirping at things and yet Um, it feels rewarding like yeah while the looting's rewarding even just like maneuvering like despite it being very basic i still enjoyed the mechanics of flying my little person around well even in your walking movement you really don't have any limitations you know, like obviously there's certain things you can't climb because you don't have, you can't jump them, but there is a way to get there. If you could get, if you could fly there properly, um, like, you know, there's really no, no soft locks, no walls, like everything is, you know, uh, potentially explorable. And even if you walk through, uh, sand waterfalls, you could find secrets. What do you think it was that made, because I can't even really answer this one myself about something so simple being so satisfying. I guess there's just the fact that, you know, if done, if something's executed well enough, you don't I just think the fact it's so different compared to like, is the way I got introduced to this game and Abzu and all that was they were, they were the games I played when Overwatch was pissing me the fuck off. (laughs) This they, was game This was talking, Zen, talking Zen about session, the talking period. about the you know the polar opposites of social gaming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One one makes you appreciate society. The other one makes you want to burn it all down. I mean, both yeah. uh, raise your emotions and, and you know hit on certain emotions. One uh, anger, and one you know human connection. And say one is exploitative. One is one yeah. is not. One is reaffirming. Um. Yeah, so I mean that 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 I think is a big is a big factor of it is one it's it's so different from a lot of things I know that we here on the channel play, and it's just you know it's a the palate cleanser. I do think that you know yeah maybe it would start to wear thin if it was you know longer than this. We've we've talked about that that 
a big reason why it hits and hits so successfully is because it is it knows what it is it knows what it's trying to do and it gets in gets out gets the job done um and it's you know it doesn't it doesn't waste your time it respects you and uh gives you enough to keep that little the little trickle of dopamine going at every time whether it's through discovery whether it's through connection whether it's through the little cut through a happy little beep boop yeah the 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 chirping you know the sound design Mm -hmm. i loved how the the chirping would be like kind of it would uh change tone yeah it would like reactively be uh working with what the the music is 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 at that moment uh it's again making making the score almost it's uh interactive it was pretty cool dynamic yeah that was the word i was looking for um I was just chirping the Ghostbusters theme the whole time. <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to talk about, Matt had mentioned it on, on uh, Andrew's stream, or we were discussing uh, the settings Matt was using on Steam Deck and having them on Max, and it was draining the battery. Like the um, the sand physics, one, but also just in art in general, mimicking cloth and the movement of cloth is something that's hard to do and be like visually appealing and that's what this game was you know it's it's how you know we live in reality and not a simulation these cloth physics are too good yeah for sure like cloth and water cloth and water physics yeah 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 sometimes water physics shut off but people just don't (laughs) understand what laminar flow means But so like, you know, mimicking that cloth throughout is definitely a, a, you know, high wear on a a graphics card, Um, you know, it's definitely draining. Um, But, you know, it it is visually satisfying. The sand, you know, when you're surfing through the sand, very visually satisfying. Um, You know, the the movement of the cloth flying, the little twinkling when you like, uh, when you chur up and sing to them or when you unlock the bridges um that like glittery kind of glinting uh unveiling of it uh awakening is just you know incredibly appealing to the eye because it's the the rest of what's going on is so simple you know it's just sand or it's snow it's a very kind of in the fact uh, that this simple... is a game from 2012 but still holds up in that way is a t- yeah. again a testament again a topic we've talked about on here many times is art direction art direction is the most important thing when you're putting a game together for longevity because the uh, imagine if they i mean i don't even know if you could like hyper realistic <laughs> hyper realized it probably would never have gotten played because in 2012 but they would have just been like that's a burka <laughs> but also like they uh that I think was entirely, uh, you know, purposeful and that they, they didn't want this to be, they wanted to be just recognizable enough as, you know, to see its it's humanity, but to, you know, so like, you notice, like you don't have fucking arms. You can't Mm -hmm. actually tell what gender the thing is. So it's, it's immersive in that way, but also they did it on, you know, on purpose. They, they, they didn't give the guy arms because uh, they didn't want people. Animation suck it wasn't that they're like they don't want people fighting over shit they don't want people they yeah. don't want people pushing each other around uh they you know <laughs> they, they just, again wanted it to be chill 
and uh, again, up to the top of the bridge section, and then uh, uh, Scar and Simba, the guy, yeah. and push him <laughs> off. Scar and Mufasa. Yeah, uh, yeah whatever. Uh, but I think again, like being fully covered as well plays into that like you you have no clue who this other person is they're just like you because they are human they have the same you know outfit as you same you know yeah everything. they, they, they keep the, the fun part all happy until the end when you see their username and you're like oh furry Hitler. yeah but i mean yeah. that is that is cool to see and i i think it's near uh right near autonomous yeah. um, they have like so... the end credits with everyone that's like played or whatever I'm I'm it's glad you brought up Nier because I was gonna say that despite these games being vastly different from a gameplay yep. perspective, they evoke very similar feelings for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even weird. Ben, when you were talking about that like side scroll where the sun is mm-hmm. setting, it was making me think of different points. Yeah, in there's Nier sections where... in Nier like when you're running through the Forest Kingdom on the wall where you get yep. the side shot. Yeah, exactly, and that's like a you know also like a symbolic transitional moment in a certain sense when you're first coming in there um, yeah because that's so when I, you're running into the castle to see the forest king uh, slaughtered as yeah. a baby so i i think like spoilers you know an incredible uh you know like we said just like these small things or what what seem to be small things are just like incredibly impactful they're just this game is just like perfectly lean. They trimmed the fat just yeah. pre- so precisely. This is the t- this is one of the games where if you told me I had to give someone who's never played video games 10 games to see if they could get into something or if there's something that like scratches their itch, this is probably one of the 10 games I'd put in there. But don't let them become a speedrunner. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You will never reach Valhalla if you, you know, if you become a speed runner. Yeah, but what if I do it faster than everyone else? <laughs> uh, all right, so you know, we, we've we've talked about it kind of obliquely that you know that this is an artful game. Um, I kind of hate this topic, um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring it up anyways, um, and it's largely because it's one of the weird kind of neuroses that I kind of discovered about the game's creator or director um you know Genova Chen um seems very committed and openly so to pursuing this argument around games as an art form um but in a way that seems very uh almost kind of bitter um say I want to like I'm just like kind of you know putting it out there, is that argument fruitful for game development? Um, you know, does the notion of proving oneself uh, contribute or detract from the, from, you know, the art itself was journey successful in that. Um, and it's just like, yeah. Cause where it's just weird to me is like Chen remains like bitter about what he calls the great dilution of mobile gaming, which has had a detrimental effect on society's respect for the industry, according to him um like he like he he says in interviews all the time basically it's like he gets upset when like uh you know throughout different stages of his career when he's when people have asked him what he does for a living and he makes games they either you know do something like oh that's cute or uh or they do something like um nowadays it's like oh i heard that i hear that makes a lot of money 
you know, like that they they don't respect him as an artiste. And so, so here's my thought, and I'm gonna go back to Buddhism again. That he we need to find a middle way. <laughs> but like in, in every art form, there is room for high art and low art. And I think video games is a good example of that. I do agree that there is this that you know dilution of mobile games and you know that happens in in art of any form uh and, and will phase out or will be you know become the 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 new standard like it is kind of um but you know that will eventually change at some point as well we could hope um but i i think you know he needs to get out of his head in that way and accept the fact that there is going to, there's always going to be a call of duty and there is room in the art form and the market for call of duty and journey to exist. I think that, you know, uh, the kind of like patronizing tones that he's, uh, receiving from people are definitely true. Like that, that's, I, you know, I don't doubt that that happens. And I, I know that happens, frankly, but that again has happened happens in, in almost any industry. Form. Yeah. What was that? Happens in almost any but industry. Hell, pe people said that about books. People said that about yeah, novels. No, exactly. They probably said it to fucking Michelangelo, you know, like at one point, like, oh, poo poo. Like, oh, oh that statue. You know, I bet you huge. they're paying you a lot of money. And he's like, oh, yeah. no, I'm going to make it for the beauty. So I do it. Yeah. For, I do it so I can get into heaven. Yeah. So this is know, a YP. This is a YP. This is a YP for him. Like for he sure. just needs to move on and accept that like if it's if it's what he wants to make, it's art. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It, yeah, that's like, that's that's the bit that struck me. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. if you're an artist, you do it because you love it and you're doing it for the you know for the sake in and of itself. You are in many ways a philosopher. Um, you know, it is not about it is not about the recognition. It's not about the the cultural cachet you your your successes carry. Um, it's not about you know what you can brag I mean, about at the fucking just dinner party. This way for him, um, how many games from 2012 still, yeah. generally speaking, have an active player base and people get like picking it up and buying it and playing Caring through about it? and are watching some fucking dinguses on the internet. <laughs> yeah. That you know normally have like two viewers, you know, jumps up to eight in that an active chatter because we're playing a game from over from twelve years ago. Folks, follow us yeah. on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. Let's, let's bump <laughs> those numbers up in the new year. We, we will talk about you too if you also join us. <laughs> People in Malaysia will know about you. <laughs> uh yeah, so it's it's such a weird one because it's like, yes, I think he was I think this game is successful in that regard, yet it's like the the fixation uh it's i mean that's that. that's another yeah. artist thing though they, yeah it's like, it's yeah. reminiscent of uh hideo with his insistent yeah, oh like oh just God, openly yeah. wanting to be a director and while being the, I, one of the like, most successful video game makers I, I hate, of all time i hate video games <laughs> i want to make movies <laughs> yeah i mean they're, like, they're, he points again out though good like with artists they, they always have that like self-deprecating like nagging at the back of their mind like i could have done this better this could have been more but that 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 other um, quote that i that i brought up of his before is like you know it's really what where the focus should be it's you know something and it's something like you know bringing it back to near 
there are certain stories, there are certain things that could only be done in video games, like that the impact that they have, that interactivity, whether, you know, how you're, how you are moving within the story or how you are moving with another person um, is only done through this medium. And you can't get that through a fucking movie. And I, Not yet. I find, I find it interesting that we keep bringing up near and that like, these are two games that are, explicitly about the humanity of the game you know uh like that that is the story that's the hook that's what you know the creators are hoping you get out of it is like a a a new sense of humanity um you know a a connection to humanity and i think that's what one one of the things that makes both of those games really good is that it, it that it is a genuine connection and a genuine tug on that human heartstring that yeah you you can't get at a mo- in a movie um, you're not gonna get from playing Call of Duty so in that sense it is art and it is good high art in that it evokes that human emotion from you and that's truly what art is meant to do um, and like why we we have it um and kind of like revere it and i think they they do a good job of it so you know chill out both both (laughs) both of you there and like you've you've made successful games and you know i've made templates for successful games in the future that you know have storylines that are meaningful and aren't just shoot 'em ups see yoko taro is the goat he doesn't give a shit about that you know, mm-hmm. like he, yeah. he's just He'd doing much it. rather argue with you on. No, no, that's uh Kamiya. Never mind. So he, he just does it. He just does it. You know, he just, he just vibes and, you know, yeah. makes, makes his art and moves on. You know, he's not he about, I always appreciate when people will be like, so we're going to get a near automata sequel. And he's like, you already have, you've got the mobile game. You've got the orchestra. Like, yeah, you've got the, yeah, you've got the, the musical that you can go watch in Japan. Yeah, I didn't know about campaign that. comrades yeah. Japan trip one. Yeah, there's a whole yeah, there's a whole bunch of other media cross media stuff he's done with that. If uh, we go to Japan, we have to go for an extended period of time because I only want to do that oh, flight yeah. once, and oh. then we just hit everything <laughs> we need to. Yeah, no, it's like you're there for like a month. Yeah, at least maybe six weeks, and we just fucking bing bang boom everything. Bing bong all around the so a retirement trip. <laughs> no, just stock up your uh so, so your let's time. move to japan for a year <laughs> yeah work that's a, that's a sabbatical <laughs> i could be a lawyer you don't live in europe let's take a man. five-year trip to japan <laughs> let's start right. our lives over expat 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 yeah, i'm working on my line. italian citizenship so we could all go there i'll buy a house all right gang any any final thoughts any uh any more any more insights into the journey of life as we so call it um before we wrap it for today i love these games and you should too and if you don't i hate you yeah there's Again, something I just, there's something broken inside of you i i just am thoroughly impressed by what they're able to do with so much minimalism and and 
still have the impact they can have in such a short time. Um, Humanity is simple. It's, it's a great game. You know, human connection is simple. It's hard to do, but it is like a simple concept, you know? And when, when it's done with such simplicity, it, it is like a, it is a beautiful piece of art. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today. Um, can we look forward to some more game episodes in the near future? We've got our, but the first three months of the year planned out for now. We will be doing. I have my game in mind now. I know it's in the future, but I decided okay. during this pod. We uh, we will be covering the first part of the Final Fantasy VII remake next month, February, in uh, anticipation of the release of Part Two Rebirth at the end of the month, and then Matt will be leading us through um, his choice episode on Half Life in March. But we have no other no other plans at the moment yet. We're the Mike apparently has made his plan. Yeah, I I'm like I'm debating. I uh, mine will be at the end of the year, so I've got plenty of time to decide, and we'll we'll have to work out our our in between. Yakuza Kawame so. one. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, I'm leaning towards a couple other things, but uh, we'll see if anything else comes out this year that surprises me, or that I play a back in from my backlog that surprises me. Uh, but yeah, I've already plugged the Twitch, but I'll do it again. Follow us on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades online camp pod, pretty much everywhere else. Uh, I think that'll do it for us. We will be back next week though, with our first adaptation episode of the year. We are watching we picked the adaptation. Yeah. We're doing Prince of Persia. We're doing Prince yeah. of Persia because because there's a Prince of Persia game coming out this month. Nice. Yeah, we're we're doing Jake Gyllenhaal. We're 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 just going to be sifting through sand with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's going to be a very sandy month. Very believable yeah. Persian. Here, here, yeah. Here here's a preview. I've seen that movie like fifteen times because it was always on fucking TV. Uh-huh. It is one yeah. I've actually not seen any of. Wow. That's impressive. Because I'm again, it was because it, you've seen a lot of bad movies. It I was know. Very, it was very much yes, uh, like a uh, constantly in the FX movie rotation. Yeah, right, FX. Let's save it for the episode, though. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm actually excited to rewatch it. Uh, uh, I'm, I don't. I'll remember, remember my words. inner 2008 racist kid coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, that's where we'll end it, folks. We will see you <laughs> next time. Bye bye.